The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. This is Brad Marcus, and welcome to another episode of Toilet Side Wrestling Talk. Today's guest hails from Moreno Valley, California, and began wrestling in 2006. He trained at the CWF Mid-Atlantic Dojo under Gemini Kid, Jesse Ortega, and Roy Wilkins. He's worked for such promotions as Carolina Wrestling Federation, Action, GCW, Beyond, Black Label Pro, America's Most Liked Wrestling, and I could go on. He's the current Action Champion. He defeated AC Mack at Eyes on the Throne back in February. He's also held the CWF Mid-Atlantic Heavyweight Championships, TV Championships, as well as the Tag Team Championships. Share the ring with the likes of Roy Wilkins, Cameron Grimes, Nick Barbary, Michael McAllister, Logan Easton LaRue, AC Mack, Adam Page, Cedric Alexander, and I could go on. So let's welcome today's guest, someone who has never eaten a golden retriever, the ace supreme, Big Eric Royal. Champion with this. Very oh. nice. Very nice. You know what? I was going to ask you later on in the interview, but I'm going to ask it now. After you won uh, back in February, when you beat AC Mack for the championship, did you go like? Did you, was it just like a normal night where you like you went home after your match, or like do you go out, or do you go to a mirror and pose with like the champions to see how it looks on you? Well, you know, when you get when you after you. you come off such a, a high of, of victory, especially winning this beautiful title here. When you're coming off a high like that, you got to have some time to decompress and unwind sure. before you hit the road and head back home. So, Ace Guy, you know, he definitely celebrated, but he mm. celebrated with the people that he loves and cares about the most, which is himself. Yeah. And then, after he was done decompressing, he took it on home and then he celebrated with his family and now nice. here we are, man. hundred and we're like hundred eight days later. So, so when you when you bring this home, do you get a little more um, not credibility, but like some props for it? Like, hey, look what I did. Does anyone ever? Did... <laughs> well, was when I you know when I bring things like this home, uh, you know the 
the, the family's not too impressed, you know. Uh, they, you know really? I'm just, I'm just, I'm just dad, or, or yeah, I guess. So, and have know, they seen? So you have kids? I do have, I have, I have kids. Yes, I do. Did they have they seen you like when you were in CWF? Well, my daughter was just born in January, so oh, oh, okay, has, so yeah, no. she has not. There has oh been a few clips out there though of. Uh, when I wrestled Makabe, uh -huh. a, a, a picture of her watching uh, the TV. Uh, she heard my voice. Oh, she like, yeah. And, oh, that's uh, so cool. Yeah, and there's another time where I was just wrestling a few weeks ago, for uh -huh. actually a couple of weeks ago in Winston for AML Wrestling. Okay. And uh, there's a picture of her looking at me, and then when I won, it looks like she's like has her hands up, like celebrating with me. So oh that was pretty God. cool as well. So. She's gonna love to see those when she gets older, you know. Oh yeah, for sure, most the, definitely. Because then, because she, she'll always have something to say. Oh, okay, I don't remember it, but I was there. Or, you yeah. know, that's yeah, definitely. Let me ask you a question: Are do you ever feel just walking out around town, going to dinner? Do you ever feel physically intimidated by anyone? Nah. No. Nah. And I, I always ask everyone this too. Out of your non-wrestling friends, is there anybody who could like take you down to the ground? That's that's weird to say because a lot of my like a lot of the people that I hang out with, like especially now, we're uh -huh. all involved in wrestling. Sure. Um, so I mean, if you want to go back to like the high school days, if I knew anybody from high school, I mean, there's probably a few guys that could try, but. You know, they would have success. A little bit, yeah, a little bit. I, I know some of them holds now. It's different. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know some of them holds now, so yeah. Besides, like, yeah. needing someone in the nuts, like, from back then. Exactly. Um, okay, let's go back a, a, a little bit. So, as we were talking, so were you born in California? I was actually born in the great state of Washington. Okay. And then when I was, when I was about five years old is when I moved to uh, California. Okay, and how long were, how long did you spend out in California? Uh, till I turned eighteen. Oh, okay. yeah, I migrated from Northern California, so the Oakland Alameda area. I lived yeah. up there till about, I was about nine. Okay, and then uh, from there I moved with my dad in Southern California, so like Riverside, L.A., Orange County. Oh wow! I moved down there when I was nine, and I lived there until uh, yeah, till I graduated. So I, I'm going to skip some stuff for a second. So how did you end up on the East Coast? Like, so, I mean, cause have you been have you wrestled out west at all? Uh, I wrestled actually. I wrestled one time out west, and um, you could probably find it on the High Spots Network. I wrestled okay. at a at a wrestle uh, a wrestlecon a wrestle reunion is what they called it back in the day. Sure. Uh, so I wrestled him in 2012 in LA. Uh, my parents, my dad and my stepmom were there, so they got to see that. Oh, and in the middle of our match, uh, Vader decides to come out and proceeds to whip both of our asses. So, wow. yeah. Was that yeah. an honor? Oh, oh, yeah, man. I got to square off with Vader. And even before even before going out there, you know, I'm standing in Gorilla, and uh -huh. Mike Price was just walking back to the back because they just did a segment with, I think, with Mick Foley. Oh, wow. And somebody else, Mike Tyson walks back to the back, you know, like, and I'm wow. standing right there. He hands out, he puts the fist out to pound my fist, and 
I dab up Mike Tyson and wow, there I go. I'll go out. That's one of those like people that just a very, very, very percentage of a percentage ever have that interaction yeah. with Mike Tyson. Yeah, it's kind of surreal. It's just like, yo, that's Mike Tyson. Oh, nope, but yeah. I gotta go out here right now, you know. I felt that on a lower level, with, uh, I met Bo Jackson one time, and that's oh, wow. like I felt like, wow, like this is like not even a human being, you know, that I I'm mean, getting to be. If Bo didn't get hurt, then we'd probably be talking about him in the same vein as Mike. Yep, absolutely. Okay, back to your family. Was anyone? Are you? Were is anyone in your family bigger than you are? Uh, wise I so I'm the oldest. Okay. I have two brothers and a sister. Uh, I'd say I'm probably the, I'm the biggest out of all of them for sure. Were your parents, you know, tall? Um, my dad's six foot. Okay. Uh, my mom, she's about five, 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 six. Okay. So, uh, did your I brothers mean, know the pecking order? Like, did you know, as as the oldest brother, the biggest one? Do they know not to oh, mess yeah. with you? Yeah, they know the deal. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, sure. They know the deal. So when you entered high school, were you like expected to like play basketball or football? No, no, not really. Like I enjoy so I in high school I enjoyed playing basketball, I enjoyed playing football. Mm-hmm. Just like any other kid. And sure. obviously at that time, I enjoyed wrestling. Uh that was the peak of the attitude era. So, you know, I was Every day, you know, every Monday, yeah, I, you know, hurry home from school and watch Monday Night Raw, and then you know, then that was the tail end of when Nitro was good. So like, yeah, so I mean, I wasn't really watching Nitro as much in high school, but in middle school I was. But high school, I was yeah, WWF, Raw, SmackDown. It was like it was destination TV for me. Did you have friends uh, that watched with you? Or oh yeah. We used to, so I played football, and so what we used to do after, like, every Monday after practice, because that was our longest practice anyway. Okay. First practice of the week, full pass, getting ready for the game on Friday, you know, all that stuff. So what we used to do after practice is on the way, uh, in the locker room area, not inside, but, like, outside, we had, like, a a battle royal, a Royal Rumble. Oh, wow. this is this is a little partition, and it's not like high or anything. And then we're we're being safe with each other, but like you were in there goofing off, trying to throw each other over the oh over the partition, and yeah, it, it was yeah, it was fun stuff. We used to do that every Monday. I remember a friend of mine when I first started playing football. Uh, that's when um, uh, WWF uh, Rock or uh, Attitude came out. A Rock, okay. Rock came out on the PlayStation One. Oh yeah, so, yeah. So I remember our first practice. I'm sitting in like we're sitting in line doing warm ups, and I'm talking about yeah, I can't wait to play you know Raw or whatever mm-hmm. Raw's War. And uh, dude, like dude next to me is like yeah, man, I got it. And I was like oh word, He's like yeah, if you want to come over here and practice, we can play. And I was like Phew. so yeah, because we had another practice later on. So oh, when we were there, played Raw's War, had a blast. And went on back to practice, man. That's oh, that's, that's nice. how it works. Yeah. That's do you still works. play video games? I do. I do. I um, I just started uh, 
getting back into the WWE games. Um, That's what I wanted to ask you. Have you made yourself? I like you know back back in the day I used to always before I started wrestling. Uh huh. I used to always make my character. Yeah, you have to. But then as I started wrestling, I I like I stopped. I didn't really. I just fell off playing the games. Yeah. And so I would see like some people would create me, and I'd go do a look at the download. Oh, that's uh-huh. pretty cool. Because like. They took the time, and that's time for yeah. man, to go out there and create somebody and get it down to as close as you can. Like for me, like I can't, like I, I, I don't have that time anymore. So it's uh, yeah, it, it's, it's it's really it's, hard. Yeah, it is, man. So uh, uh, one of my buddies, he has he had his Xbox 360, and he had his okay. 16. And so uh, I think that was the last one with GM mode on there, or you know, oh, okay. Mode. So no, I, I was like, man, I'm going to do, do a tournament, and then whoever wins these titles, these are the titles I'm going to use. I'm going to use these titles. I'm going to do a tournament to crown these champions, and then I'm going to start my universe mode. So uh, I'm doing that right now. I'm doing the World Heavyweight Title Tournament. Oh, nice. And uh, right now I'm in the Final Four, and it's come down to uh, Big Show, mm-hmm. Mark Henry, mm-hmm. Booker T, and Cesaro. Oh wow! So yeah, I, I gotta. I, I don't play. I simulate it. I let them totally. Move. Yeah, I just watch it. Let them like. I just watch it. Let it. Play yeah, you out. set everything up, and they do. Yeah, yeah. I let it play out, and then you know, because the, the AIs are predictable. So yeah, totally. Let it do its thing, and so whoever crowd, whoever's my champion, that's what we're going in with, and I'll plug in people who are. Yeah, man, like. Oh wow! I got a little group chat that I'm telling y'all like, yeah, man, I like this is who won this match and this time, <laughs> and so yeah, man, it's uh, it's getting after the nitty gritty. So, so you you had a, a baby in well, obviously you didn't have the baby, but your right. baby came into your life um, in January. Are you um, is the baby sleeping through the night at this point? She she's just starting to sleep through the night. Like I'm okay, say, probably within the last like week or so, like. Lately, she is like, yeah, week or two weeks. She's been sleeping through the night, so oh, that's that great. thankfully. Yeah, like, yeah, seriously, you know, that. Yeah, she's like normally like me and my girlfriend. We'd be on edge, like making sure that okay, she's sleep. Is she good? Is she gonna wake up for a bottle? And then one night, you know, we're sleeping for a few hours, and then you know, like, still like, wait a minute, like, she's you check, make sure she's still sleeping. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> Well, all right, she's good, and then <laughs> you know, go back to sleep. So now, yeah, now she's sleeping through the night, thankfully. And, oh, that's great! Know, it yeah, took, eight, man. took yeah. eight years for my oldest son to sleep through the night. It was a an eight year nightmare. But oh, wow. um, so, I, so I'm glad that things are uh, progress. But so the reason I went back to talk, ask you about your daughter is mm-hmm. so you don't have a ton of time to play video games, anyways. You know, right. especially with that. So. Right. Um, I, I, I come home from work, my shoot job, like just like I came home, uh-huh. my girlfriend, she works from home, so she don't get off till five as well. So okay, I come home I'll, and, you know, we have a little, our, her office is like our workout area. Uh-huh. So, you know, I'll wait till she gets done and then I'll work out a little bit later. But yeah, I'll go in there. I'll play with her, play with uh, our, my other daughter. Or, uh-huh. Like my bonus daughter. Yeah, yeah, daughter. yeah. My bonus daughter. Sure, sure. You know, talk to her, ask her how her day was, and then that's when I'll play 
video game. Sure. You know? do, then, do you, how old is is, is 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 your stepdaughter? Yeah, she's nine. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Cool. Nine. So you can really interact. You can talk. Oh, to yeah, her. yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, yeah, she's in the Fortnite and all that stuff. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. She's good to go. Um, and I was gonna ask this later on, anyways, but I'll ask now. Is is your girlfriend like wrestling? Prior well, to meeting you, I mean. Well, it's funny because her daughter was the one that was like got her into it because uh, she had brought her to a show. Okay. Uh, she brought her to CWF, uh -huh. um, and I, you know, obviously I was on the show, and then like it just, you know, just, just kind of started from there. Like I didn't, we didn't really speak. Uh -huh. there. Like you know, it was you know the social media way. Yeah, and sure. They're talking that way, and then. You know, went on a date and, you know. So she knew what she was getting. I think she did. But as far as like, time, you know, she I knows your profession. Yeah. yeah, you know, I try to, I try to, you know, I try to be like, hey, you know, this wrestling thing, this is, you know, real time consuming. So, you know, we need to maximize the time that we spend with each other because the rest of my time, I got to try to, you know. Is that hard? On. It's hard, man. It is. Like, especially it's when kids hard. come into the picture, I imagine. It is hard. Like, I've had to, you know, normally I train three days a week. I've had to sacrifice a day just so I can make sure, you know, that I'm home. Yeah, and yeah. Here and things like that. But that doesn't really, like, like it doesn't really hurt me too much because, mm -hmm. like, you know, that's first we got the workout equipment here. It's like, okay, I can get a workout in. Yeah, without, sure. You know, Anywhere you can get it, I guess. Yeah, yeah, so... It, it it's still it's an adjustment, but you know if two if two adults are willing to you make those compromises and be open and willing to those adjustments, then you know you sh you have a good partnership. Yeah, that's yeah. As long as you yeah. have good. Does the nine year old help out with the with the baby? Oh yeah, she helps. Oh great, yeah, she does help. Yeah, that's that's a that's another yeah. bonus. That's awesome. Yeah. Um. So, at what point did you say you know what I'm gonna I think I'm gonna you know, pursue becoming a pro wrestler. Was that in high school? Uh, well, I did. In high school, it's funny because in high school, like my dream, like I wanted to wrestle, uh -huh. but I, I also like I, I love basketball. Like that's mm -hmm. probably like my other passion is basketball. So, like I wanted to be a basketball coach. Like I knew oh. I wanted to be a player. Like uh -huh. I knew I wanted to like be a NBA player or like anything like that. Yeah, I felt like I knew the game enough to be a coach on like some some level, whether it was yeah. coaching like kids, coaching middle school, high school, yeah, working way like being an assistant, you know, on college or an assistant in high school, you know, yeah, like just the the love of you know basketball and wrestling are probably like my two most favorite things in the world. <laughs> Wait, so are you a Lakers fan? Die hard. Oh, okay. So, was this last week a little painful? You know what? I'm just glad. I, I'm just glad it's over because we just we hobbled into the we hobbled yeah. into the playoffs. It was just you know LeBron wasn't fully at 100. percent AD he was in and out. Like you could tell, mm -hmm. he wasn't healthy because he didn't really play a whole. No. Yeah. So, and then like our guard play was just not where it needed to be, and then. Yeah, just some of the guys that needed to step up just 
didn't step up. And it'll, it'll be an interesting offseason. Because yeah. I, I remember when the playoffs started and my son asked me who I thought. I said, well, I think the Lake, you know, even though where they were seated, I'm like, oh. Right, they, right. You know, I, just, I thought so, too. I was like, it didn't even matter. Yeah, they're a, they're a playoff team. They're veterans. They know, like, yeah. when to turn it on. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that was I I, I felt bad because you know, I'm from Chicago, so you know okay. I've been following Anthony Davis all these years. I felt yeah. so bad for him. I'm like, I kept I was like, he's gonna go out and get injured again, like make are, it worse. You know, they have to kind of at a certain point say that he's not even 30 yet. We gotta you know be yeah. careful with this guy. Exactly. Are you a Bulls fan? I'm a Bulls fan, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. All right, respect, man. Because yeah, there's a lot of people. Look, there's a lot of people. When the Bulls won in the nineties, they was on the bandwagon, and then when, oh yeah, 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 and then when they when when that Bulls dynasty broke up, it got real quiet. Because yeah. a few of my friends, they were still rooting for the Bulls, so I was like, all right, cool. But like, then like that team was like. Kirk Heinrich and Ben Gordon and Lou Alding. Yeah, like, yeah. There wasn't really a star on the team, but y'all were winning games. Yep, totally. And then, like, but then you got the and then all the Bulls fans came back. So. Oh yeah, no yeah. one, no one's stuck around when Brent Barry was our best player, you know. Right. <laughs> like, but right. then Derrick Rose comes in the picture. Yeah, uh, Cornell David. Yeah, totally, Cornell David or Jeremy yeah. Tarlac. Like, there was a host of like, uh, you know, international guys. So, were 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 you gonna play? Did you, or did you play uh, basketball after high school? No, I just kind of played right in a pickup ball. Sure, you know, okay. Kind of my thing. Yeah, I, when I was in the I was in the military, and um, that's how I ended up over here. Anyway, I was in the military, and uh, oh, okay, and I. Uh, I played rec league uh, in the military as well, and I was like uh -huh. the coach of the team and things like that. So I got to do some of that, a little bit of that on yeah. that level, you know. And did, did you remember, when, how old were you when you could dunk for the first time? Uh, it was late, man. I was about 18. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I was 18. Like, it took me a while. It took me a while to get up because I've always been a bigger guy. Uh-huh. Well, I've been pretty athletic. I mean, as – yeah. You know, as my matches show, so uh -huh. uh, just with like, yeah, it, it was like when I was getting in shape for the military. Uh -huh. That's probably when I was getting in my like. That's probably when I was in my best shape. So like, mm -hmm. yeah, I was yeah, I, yeah. I'll say eighteen is when I was. When, I when did up. you When did you know you were going to be in the military? Uh, actually, my senior year. So my stepmom, mm -hmm. uh, she was a recruiter. For oh. the Air National Guard, so okay, you know, yeah, gave me all the ins and outs, what I needed to do in order to, you know, prepare and get ready for basic training and things like that. Because yeah. uh, just like I, I had the grades to go to college, but mm -hmm. I would have like I didn't in high school. I didn't like I wasn't proactive enough as far as like looking for school or looking for like sure. grants and scholarships. Uh -huh. That's how I was gonna. Like I wasn't gonna go like on a full ride, like academically or athletically. Mm -hmm. So he was looking for those grants or going to community college. And for me, I like I just didn't wanna I didn't wanna feel stuck in my town. Sure. Be stuck there for the rest of my life. So mm -hmm. you know, going to the military was a good option for me. Uh because it helped me I mean I was in the South. I mean it didn't help me travel too much, but it helped me get away from the West Coast and actually appreciate 
you know, the things that you have around you or you did have around you. Yeah. Had you ever been, like, had you ever been to the Southeast before, like on a vacation or anything? Well, my family is, uh, my family ties are very rooted in the Southeast. Oh, okay. Yeah, my my grandfather, uh, his family's from Arkansas. My grandmother, her family is from Mississippi, like the Jackson area. Okay. And then uh, my other grandma, my dad's uh, mom, her family is from Georgia. Oh and wow! Then, yeah. So and then uh, and then my uh, my dad's father, his family is from Florida. And um, if you ever heard of the Rosewood massacres or the, the Rosewood, yes, I think I have. Rosewood, with Ving Rhames and John. Yeah, Boyd, totally. That uh, so that movie. My my great grandfather is like I want to say it's based off of him and his life, but he was that around that time. That's when he 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 lived in Rosewood around that time. Like oh was, my god! Like yeah, he was like one of the predominant. Yeah, so yeah, man. Like when my <laughs> dad told me that. Yeah, it, it's wild. Like he told me that. Blow your mind. Yeah. So. Um, well, yeah, so, like I have a lot of ties down here in the south. So, are, do you have relationships with with these people? As in, like you, like you knew you were going across the country, but at least I have family there. Well, when I was uh, so when I was younger, when I would travel with my grandmother and my grandfather, mm-hmm. like I would travel out here with them to see that part of the family. I haven't really oh, okay. kept in too much touch with them since then. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like touch and go here and there. Sure. But, uh, the reason I moved to North Carolina was because uh, my mom and my stepdad, they were staying out here. And okay. uh, my stepdad's grandmother, mm-hmm. so my great grandmother, she lived out here in Burlington. Oh, and okay. So, yeah. And so instead of me going back to Cali, I just came out here, you know, it was, and as a kid, and as a kid, you know, like I said, as a kid growing up, watching basketball and watching, especially 90s hoops, yeah, yeah. Comics and the Hornets, he was like, well, hey, you know, the Hornets, I always, you know, I didn't mind them too bad, and like Charlotte, North Carolina, you know, yeah. and then also I thought about it too, because that's when I was really back heavily into wrestling, I was like, well, you know, Charlotte, you know, horseman country, like, yeah, yeah, country, you know, like why not? And like if I wanted to start wrestling, I know I said I, I said if I actually give it a go at training and to be a wrestler, mm. then I know you know there's got to be somewhere in North Carolina to go. So. Oh yeah, did you at what at what point were you in the military when you decided that you wanted to to do that? Yeah, pretty much. Me and uh, me and uh, a very good friend of mine. Uh, his, uh, his, He's actually on Twitter. Uh, goes by Grizzly Gray Fitness. Uh, okay. He's like he's been like probably my oldest friend. I've known him since two thousand and four, uh-huh. and the reason the reason we bonded was because of wrestling. Uh, he came in like he had just moved into the barracks, and uh, I remember he was like, "Yeah, man, y'all want to come out and chill, whatever." And meet uh, another buddy of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was like, "You want to come out and chill? You know, you're more than welcome to." And you no, know, we were just being cordial, and you know, above yeah. him. Know, welcome him to the, the to the place and everything. And so we went over there, and he opened up like he had like his like a drawer full of DVDs, and all I saw was wrestling. And I was oh, like, cool. "Oh snap!" I was like, no, you, got this. "You got that one? I got this one." And 
that's how the friendship started. We've been friends ever since. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's a that's a great way of like how the seed was you know started like just yeah, like man. that. Based on that, the next week we're watching Raw together. So. so did the two of you talk about like oh it'd be cool one day if you know pursued pro wrestling? Yeah, because he actually he worked with the guy that actually uh, he worked with the guy that actually was like a like he did like wrestling out there in the south. Uh-huh. Went to one of the shows. I mean, it was it was what it was. I mean, yeah, it wasn't anything spectacular. But you know, we like that's how much we enjoyed wrestling. There was actually a little promotion um, that ran like right up the road outside of the base. It was probably like maybe 15, 20 minutes outside oh. the base down the road, and it was called uh, APCW. <laughs> and uh, actually, that's where I met that's where I met Bill Dundee. That. Like, oh really? There, yeah, and uh, Doug Gilbert was there, and so oh wow, yeah, man. so it was like you know, it's random. Yeah, man, like it's it's was wild. Like, dude, Bill Dundee, I was like, dude, I remember you with Stephen Regal in WCW. Yeah, like, yeah. And, Did- you know, as time goes on, you remember, oh boy, he was a star down because Memphis, where I lived at, Memphis uh, was like two hours away. Oh, okay. So, it wasn't that bad of a hike. Like I was, yeah. Hard. Memphis. I was like 45 minutes from Tuscaloosa. Okay. So like an hour and a half from Birmingham. So I wasn't really like too far gone. Like if I want to go to Memphis yeah. for the weekend, it's like driving like now it's like driving to Charlotte, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, this... my, like my buddy, he's from Memphis. His family's from there. So Okay. Oh, okay, okay. Cool. yeah. You know, stay at his parents' house and then like, you know, oh, I went to I, I actually watched WrestleMania 22 in Memphis. Oh, really? That's yeah. I went to WrestleMania 22. That's the only oh, one I ever because yeah, it was Chicago. Yeah, for sure. Um, oh, what did I, what, oh, this one I wanted to ask you real quick is is barbecue food? Is the barbecue really good in Memphis? Like, like, but like even better than like? Do you, do you have sticky fingers out there in where you live? A place called like some barbecue joint. I've heard of it. I think we might have we might have a few out here. Okay. Um, I'm not too sure, but I've heard of Sticky Fingers. Okay, so is Memphis barbecue really good? It is. It, okay, yeah, okay. It is. It's it's bar none some like some of the best barbecue I've ever had in my life. I live about seven hours away, but I think about it all the time, yeah. just going there just for the day, sleep over, and come back. It just and you have so fun. many choices because there's so many. Places out there that sell good barbecue. Oh, uh, me and my buddy, we normally go to Corky's. Okay. Uh, the Corky's barbecue. And, okay. Uh, they got some pretty yeah. There's stuff on point, man. Okay, so how how do you find a trainer? So how do I find a trainer? So like I was saying when uh, so when I first moved out to North Carolina, mm-hmm. uh, the Vengeance pay per view. Uh, Vengeance 06, where DX got back together and they faced. Oh, yeah. So that was in Charlotte. And I had just, before I got out, I just happened to see, you know, if there's a pay per view coming up or one in the area or whatever. And, you know, I had the money at the time to get tickets. So so I saw that it was in Charlotte. And my uh, my brothers, they were still in school at the time. So I was like, Mm -hmm. man, I'm going to surprise them with these tickets. And so, uh, Moved out here, and like a week later, we went to Vengeance, and uh, um, 
drove down there, was standing in line. Uh, Our truth walks by us. This is, I think he was still in TNA at the time. Oh, okay, yeah. He walked by us, you know, saying what's up to everybody. <laughs> not, not literally what's up, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody. And um, so I'm standing in line. I was like, man, I was like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta. If I, I said, if I have to drive to Charlotte, I'll do it. I guess to start training. And this guy turned around. and was like, hey man, he's like, where do you live at? And I told him, I was like, I live in Burlington. He was like, they got a wrestling promotion in Burlington. And I was like. Really? Like, really? little ass Burlington, North Carolina? Like, you, I was like, yeah. I was like, are you serious? And so when he said that, my first thought was, little town in North Carolina, it's got to be some like, some outlaw mud show type wrestling. Yeah, like if you right. hadn't heard about it, right? So I was saying, you know what? I, when I got, and I, I, I remember he's like, yeah, check it out. It's like CWF Mid Atlantic, and I said, all right, I'm gonna check it out. So. Pay-per-view, it was great, good time, brothers have fun. As soon as we got home that night, I go, I log on the computer, I Google CWF Mid-Atlantic. I type it, like, I go on to YouTube, and I see, like, they have images of the year. Mm-hmm. One of the first things I see is uh, Jeff Hardy coming out, and he gives, uh, he gives uh, I think he gives Brad Stutz a twist of fate. Okay. So I'm like, oh, the Hardy boys are here? <laughs> Like, okay, that's a good start, you know? Yeah. I'm watching their stuff, and I'm like, okay, this stuff's not, this stuff's actually, like, looks legit. It looks yeah. quality type stuff. And uh, the last, like, uh, one of the last things I saw was uh, uh, Rick Converse, who had just uh, won the AWA uh, World Championship at the time. That's when the AWA was still trying to do something. Yeah. And uh, Rick Converse, won the title and so i was like oh they got an actual world champion because like, i know the awa is like it wasn't as was it was but i was like so the AWA yeah, like, this guy's trying to bring it back to where it needs to be so uh-huh. and so i next morning i email him email the cwf and i get an email back and he's like yeah this is where it meet at da, 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 da. and so did he ask you know, when they emailed you back? Did they ask you any questions like, you know, how big or how small are you? Or, well, what they, what they told me was he's like, we're gonna uh, when you uh, get here, you fill out a, a questionnaire, and it was like it's at the time, I forgot how much it was for the initial meeting. Mm-hmm. It was like I think it was it may have been twenty five just to for the meeting. Oh, by okay. Because you know he's taking time out of his day to drive up there. Yeah. And like a lot of times, he even explained to me a lot of times you get people to come up there and they're pretty much wasting your time. So what better way, you know? Yeah, yeah. My time. Look, I just I made twenty five dollars off. So now at least I get to go home. Exactly. I can make it home. Go get some eat if I need to go get some to eat. If, you know. Uh-huh. So um, so you know, back to the story. I email them. They email me back the next day. And so I'm trying to find the place. Like I don't like, I don't know where the place is. I have a date and time. I'm like, all right, get ready to go. I'll go out here. I get lost. I don't know where the place is at. And I get so like, I'm so distraught. I'm so hurt. Like, like I really, really want to do. I didn't want to make a bad first impression. Uh-huh. So uh, I emailed them. I apologize. I was like, man, I'm so sorry about that. Da, da, da. Then, you know, Jeff was very understanding. And so, uh-huh. uh, you know. I started working, like, I found another job because I was working third shift. Okay. I told myself, if I didn't, if I was going to do this, 
Then I wanted to jump both feet in. I didn't want to half-ass it. I wanted yeah, to get yeah. all my effort into this because this is something I really want to do. Sure. And so, and then just by watching documentaries and things like that, it's like, you know, you have like some people watch that stuff and they're like, oh well, you know, they're not going to do that type of stuff no more. But you know, some people watch that stuff and it's like, yo, these people take their they take their craft and take what they do very seriously. Yeah. So I don't want to go in there and waste their time because I want to take this serious. Exactly. And so uh, fast forward two years later. Uh -huh. I find a new job. I work for a shift. As soon as I get that job, uh -huh. I email them again. We set up a date to go back to the place. Uh -huh. This time, I go a day early. <laughs> I, I map quested. A GP, uh, was it map? I think map quest is still out at the time. Maybe GPS, yeah, probably. GPS was just making his way through. Uh -huh. But anyway, I map quested. I go there the day before. I find out where it's at. I'm like, all right, now I know where it's at. And it actually wasn't too far from my house. I was like, we're good to go. Were you shocked? Like, how did I never see this place? I was shocked, but at the same time, I wasn't shocked because it was in this little, uh, it's this little, it's little uh, like, plaza. Okay. Like, this little building next to a bunch of other buildings. It <laughs> like, didn't look like anything. Yeah. So, like, you know, I get there, you know, I get there early, everything. I'm waiting. Uh -huh. Uh, yeah. Had you ever been inside a wrestling ring at that point? I had. I, okay. So, um, when I was 14, mm -hmm. uh, my dad, uh, one time, he had took me to uh, this promotion in California, San Bernardino, called EWF. And uh, like, he took me up there and uh, he talked with their trainer. Mm -hmm. And he act, like the trainer actually let me do like a, a session. Uh with them, but he though he was very like pick and choose. Okay, show you how to do this, show you how to do that. But you know when they do this, you got to sit out and watch. You know whatever. Oh, it's totally fine. I was just happy to be there, really. Yeah, yeah. And so that was the first time I stepped in the ring, and um, it's kind of funny because that night I wrestled Vader. Uh, mm -hmm. That was the same ring that because it was they were the ones that were in the oh. ring. So, it was the same ring, and I was like, it's pretty awesome. So, yeah, that's really I cool, because it makes for a real really good story. Like, yeah, I want to thank you, because like, you were the first person that let me step into wrestling. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, man, it was pretty cool. So, so do, do you, did you, were you, do, did you think you were physically ready for your first day of training? No. Okay. I did not, but I remember, you know, the one thing I got to give Jeff and Danny credit for was because they were always upfront and honest with me, you mm -hmm. know. And I feel like they're upfront and honest with pretty much whoever they were speaking to. So sure. like, they told me, like, man, like, not a lot of people are going to be successful in wrestling. You know, you got to put in a lot of time, you know, lose more money than you make, and all this other stuff. And, you know, for me, I was totally ready. And willing to accept that, and mm -hmm. I, still, you know, I, as you see, thirteen years later, I'm still, you know, trying to chip away at it because yeah, I feel, yeah. I feel in my heart, like I know that I can wrestle on a higher level and I can perform on a higher level. So, like, I'm still trying to chip away and then trying to crack away at that one opportunity to do that. So, yeah. is, uh, is is that like constantly hanging over a pro wrestler's, you know? 
their head about like get to the top? Like, is it stressful? It is, man, because like especially when you see a lot of your peers mm -hmm. like being successful, and it's like you're totally happy for them, like yeah. 100%. But it's like, okay, if, if, I, if I, I know he's at this level, I know she's at this level, and they're doing it, and they're killing it, and I was like, mm -hmm. if I just get, if they, if I just get my foot in the door and get an opportunity, I know I can do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it is stressful, man, and, and, and. I imagine. Yeah, and like, not even like, and, and not even, you know, to add on to the fact being, african-american in wrestling sure it makes things just as tough you know so you know it's like it's good to see guys out there now guys like especially out here like darius lockhart mm -hmm. uh, like he's been like he's one of those like i remember when like a lot of these guys first started and they didn't really know who they were mm -hmm. and then now you're fast like you could tell they want to get better and work at their craft and as you can see now, everything it's, things are starting to pay off for them because yeah. they're starting to get recognized a little bit more. They're starting to get more opportunities at other places, and that's because number one, you know, Darius found himself, and number two, he like what he like what he is. That's him. He believes that. Yeah. And so you got to also kind of consume yourself into your character too. So a lot of people have uh, trouble doing that. They feel like. Oh, I can let all my my entering work do the the talking. Yeah, and now and like even if you look at back in the eighties and the seventies, that still didn't like yeah that that it was helped, but that didn't bring the people into the building. Yeah, exactly. Your character develop your character work brought people into the building. Yeah, Rick, we know Ric Flair is one of the greatest of all time, but. I, we weren't going. In, we weren't going to the Greensboro Coliseum if he like if just off a cold match. Just off yeah, cold. yeah. Like you know, like Ric Flair is like we could go in there off of a cold match. Oh, just just the straight. Oh, this match yeah. is no build up. But the crowd. What would the crowd be like versus Ric Flair and Dusty going back and forth every <laughs> week, building up that big that big live event. So then mm -hmm. when you go to that live event, you got you got. Fans, you got old ladies trying to swing their canes at Ric Flair and the Horsemen. You got riots breaking out. Look yeah. at Memphis wrestling, you know? Oh, That's for sure. Example. Like Lawler would start a riot. Like those guys could start a riot on Yeah, on, those on are crazy TV, matches. You know? And then they start a riot on TV. You know those people are going to show up to the Mid-South Coliseum that Monday. Yeah. yeah. They're going to be ready. And, and they're going to be ready to go, man. And that... I, that is like you see something like like Effie. He's very good yeah. at bringing a, like do, cutting a promo and bring and drawing a crowd to the yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That way, you're still working hard, but you're not working as hard as you would have to. Yeah, yeah. You've already, you've already talked to people into the building. Now they're here. Now they're ready. And, and now, now you wrestle. Yeah, you whatever you guys do, you guys are in control of that. Yeah, oh, that's that, a really good point. That, I, that, that, it's seeping out right now in indie wrestling. You see it a lot, which is good. Uh -huh. but also, there's some people out there that, like I said, they just think, oh, I'm going to let my, my entering work and all my spots do my talking. And, like, that's not, like, this, it's like, that. The, the thing that, the thing that people fail to realize with that is, 
There's a bunch of other people doing the same thing. Yeah, so what's going totally. make you stand out from that? Uh-huh. Yeah, so but if you're doing, you know, is it like Kenny Omega does the V-trigger, you know? Yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of people on the Indies doing V-triggers. There's a bunch of people on the Indies doing super kicks. Uh-huh. What makes your super kick any better than the guy that's doing it on TV? What makes your V-trigger any better than the guy that's doing it on TV? If uh-huh. it's not, then you need to try to figure out something else. So, yeah, exactly. So, did was there any part of training that's fun? Well, for me, it's all fun. Oh, okay. I love it. I love training. I love it because you're learning more about yourself. You're pushing yourself to be better, and you're in there. Most of the time, you're in there with guys that are pushing that that want that same thing. Mm-hmm. So if iron sharpens iron, you're you're gonna have no choice but to better yourself. So you know, like even like when I first came in, like I had guys like Andrew Everett, had guys like Trevor Lee. Mm-hmm. I had guys, uh, Chet Sterling, uh, Ray Kandrak, you know, when you did like, I had guys that were like, I look at these guys as like my peers, but also it's like, if I can keep up with these guys, especially oh, yeah. the age difference, because you know, I'm seven, I'm seven, eight years older than Trevor and Drew. So uh-huh. if I'm able to keep up with them and their pace and do the things that they can do, then I know that I can go out there and hang with anybody. Yeah. Right? That's how, and that's why I feel that way. Like, I've trained with guys like Roy Wilkins and, mm-hmm. and, like, you know, just, like, the mentality at our, like, where we trained at was, like, we always wanted to, to point out, was like, okay, if you're the first match here, if you go to another promotion out here, mm-hmm. like, 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 you'll be semi-main or main event at, at those places. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. that's the type of, that's the type of talent, and that's how good I want my guys to be so okay we took that to heart it was like okay well if that's what you want then you know what i'm gonna and just for me personally i knew what i wanted out of wrestling i didn't just i didn't want to be just another guy on the yeah internet. yeah just another like not even just the fear of just being another guy but if the fear of just being another local guy you know like mm-hmm. I, didn't want that. I want i want the very best for eric Roy. i want the very best for Eric Dumas. I want the very best for that kid that was that balled his eyes out after <laughs> Hart lost at WrestleMania 12 in the Iron Man match. You know, I want I want the best for that kid because <laughs> that was his dream. You know, ever uh-huh. since WrestleMania 12 was was like like as a kid, WrestleMania 12 was like, all right, I'm gonna train to be a wrestler. And when I when I become a wrestler, I'm gonna get my revenge. I'm gonna get revenge. <laughs> on Shawn Michaels. That was like, like an 11 year old kid. That was my. Yeah, goal. sure. You know? And it seemed reasonable. Yeah. And so I, I knew I was like, okay, I can't just go in here. And like I said, I can't go in here and just half ass anything. Or, or yeah. You half ass it in training, it was going to show in the match. And you, so when you have people that push you and that want the best out of you, you know, some people may take it as, oh, they're being too hard, but. Mm-hmm. I look at it as like if I'm out here doing it, if I'm out here doing the same thing you're like that I'm telling you to do, yeah, then there's no excuse. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm yeah. So where along all of this do you start thinking about, you know, if I want to play heel or you know I want to be a fan favorite? Do, do you is is it hard being doing both? Uh, I was for me. 
Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say it is because I feel like the, my trajectory and the way that like I was like brought in kind of mm-hmm. helped with that. Because um, I was brought in, I was brought in as a baby face. I was like, mm-hmm. I was like the junkyard dog, yeah. uh, you know, big, you know, you know, white meat baby face, you know. Uh-huh. And so now, being now that part is tough because you don't want to be super rah rah, yeah, yeah. Especially in this day and age, you want to have some type of edge to you, so. You know, always trying to have that edge about me or trying to make sure that I don't get stale. Mm-hmm. Like, as a baby face, I felt like for eight years, because that's how long I was a baby face. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a baby okay. face for eight years, you know, straight. Okay. And, you know, like, you can go out there and you're like, okay, especially in your home promotion, you're like, all right, the crowd's kind of like, they're not really feeling or they're getting kind of stale on it. So there's something that needs to be changed. And, and can you told. can you hear that when you're in the ring? Like, can you kind oh, of? Yeah. Oh, you okay. Can hear it, you can hear it and you can feel it. Okay. Like if you like a lot of times as a performer, if you're not paying attention to the crowd, you're not paying attention to the patrons that are paying to see you wrestle. Yeah. And you're just a lot of times you're just doing it for yourself. Now, now being like when like when I became a heel, I started to understand. That okay, my job is to entertain these people. So if I have to look stupid here or there, then that's totally fine. Yeah. But I know, like if, for a prime example, so when I turned heel, uh, it was for me it was seamless because, like I said, I like I was saying. So I was told starting off that I would never be a heel, never. Who you tells know? you that? Oh, my trainer told me that. Oh, okay. Based off of, and, the, and the reason he said that was just based off of his interactions with me, especially early on, and uh-huh. me at training, and me doing things in the ring, and doing drills, and things like that. He was like, man, you'll never be a heel. Like, you're going to be, you're going to be babyface. And I, I, you know, when he first said it, I felt like, dang, man, like, but what if I want to be here at one point? But yeah. I got to a point where, I didn't even think about being a heel. I was just, all right, I'm just gonna go out here, do be uh, be a be. I yeah. was an A shot at the at that time. Uh-huh. You know, I was beast mode. So I was like, go out there, be beast mode, be have intensity, take my guy out, and mm-hmm. then you know, show a little bit of like wrestling stuff because you know, like my influences were Samoa, like Samoa Joe, Kevin Steen, Kevin Owens. They were big guys that were athletic. Yeah, and they were like that's. Like, I wanted to have that hybrid style. So, you just go out there and, you know, I didn't mimic their move for move, but sure. their mannerisms and, like, their like their intensity, you know. Yeah, I how they carry to, themselves in the ring. Copy, but it was like, I could take some of their mannerisms and things that they do and modify it to make it my own. Yeah. So, uh, you know, going back to where I was talking about uh, turning heel, it got to a point um like early 2016, I was like, you know, and and I looked at around in the locker room and I was like, you know, I've worked all these people <laughs> and I've worked all these people as a baby face and there's really storyline wise, there's really nowhere else to me for me to go as a baby face, you mm-hmm. know, uh, I like and I presented the I presented it to the powers that be, uh-huh. you know, um, 
and they were like, and finally, he was, and my trainer was like, you know, he, was, he said, all right, we're good. And I was like, oh, okay. He's like, right. he like, and he was, he's like, you've got to the point. Like, I feel like you, you can pull it off now because I feel like you've been doing this long enough to yeah. understand. And, you know, we did, we did the slow burn heel turn, uh -huh. you know, like me and, uh, me and Ray Kandrak lost the tag titles. Uh, and then uh, the guys we lost them to, they wanted to shake our hands. Yeah. Ray hands. I walked out. So then the scene oh, was nice. And then that right leading into that was the Weaver Cup tournament. Okay. And so going into the tournament, you know, Trevor's the champion. And so it was like, all right, well, that, I mean, that was my focus anyway. I was like, I just lost the belt like a year or so ago. Mm -hmm. I, I lost it in controversial fashion. I never got like a fair like shot at it again. Uh -huh. So I'm gonna get my I'm gonna get my shot. I'm gonna get my title back by any means. So you know I, the, the aggressiveness started kicking in more and more each match, and then I got to the finals against Nick Richards. Uh -huh. who had his redemption story, and he was trying to you know his redemption story. So we were kind of like it was kind of like he was already a baby face at the time. Uh -huh. like, my heel turn was slowly and surely. And it came to a head in that match. So it was like his redemption story. And it's funny because his redemption story started against me. So oh, really? Babyface. He was a heel. And, uh -huh. he was like, you know, like he could tell he was wanting to break away from the group that he was in. So uh -huh. like, I wrestled him one-on-one. -on -one. The crowd was behind them. <laughs> After the match, and I said, see, man, like, you don't need them people behind you, man. Like, you don't need them. Like, these people already are telling you. Like they like you know and yeah yeah like, get ready and then like they jump me but he didn't help me <laughs> then come to like come you know a year uh, under a year later here we are redemption story uh -huh. and you go out there and I put him over and you know instead of me shaking his hand and me being the only two time Weaver Cup champion uh -huh. me, instead of me shaking his hand I was like nah man that's like that's bogus I said. You know, I, I was really like, I was real jerk about it. I said, I was like, you got lucky. I was like, 99 times out of 100, you know I beat you. I bopped the yeah. But you got lucky tonight. And then, like, uh, uh, Commissioner Cross tried to say something to me, and I grabbed him. And then uh, I just got swung around, got cutter, crowd went crazy. I was like, all right, we're off to the races. Nice. And from then on, it was like, for me, it was pretty much easy because it's like, you guys turned your back on me. When I was out here defending y'all to a teeth, fighting like losing teeth, yeah. you know, busting my ass for y'all, you know, and y'all wanna y'all wanna turn your back on me? Okay. Not only that, I'm gonna go with the guy who's been trying to recruit me this whole time, the coach, because uh -huh. man in the like in the company, I'm gonna align with them. <laughs> so now, you know, what's gonna happen? Like, so now you got no choice. You wanna hate me? Now you can really hate me. So and, is and I, like that, like, oh, I have all these like, new stories to tell with the people that yeah. I've already wrestled. Oh, yeah. So refreshing. So refreshing. Oh, I bet. So, all like, right. like, so I wrestled Trevor at Battlecade in 2013, mm -hmm. and I was the baby face, and he was the heel. So it's like, okay. now, him being the champion, and I was the, the former champion and, at the time, the longest reigning champion. Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, kid. You're like, not all right, kid, but it's like, all right, you want to be champion? Like, like you got to go through me, you know? Yeah. That's how I felt. You got you got to go through me. And so 
we had the match, and then, you know, crowd loved it. And, like, that's the thing about, like, working, like, especially working with, like, somebody that you respect mm-hmm. and like, you train with. It makes the – and especially if the crowd has watched you two grow up pretty much in the ring together, there's the stories there. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to overthink anything like that. So, you know, going into that, uh, it's just one of those, like, that was, like, the kickoff point. Like, that was, like, the first – Really, the first match I had as a full-blown heel was against uh-huh. Trevor. And then after that, you know, it was just pretty much off to the races and getting that heat. And like, you guys want to boo me? I'm going to give y'all a reason. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and it's, yeah, it is refreshing because not only is that, I get to work with, you know, these, you know, the top baby faces, but then yeah, yeah. Work with the younger guys and get to teach them and guide them and help them get over because. Knowing, like, working with the All-Stars, like, we're already going to get hated. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're going to get booed. So y'all walk out. You guys are already going to be cheered. You're already going to be favored. Mm -hmm. I think the only time that they cheered the All-Stars was when uh, Ethan Sharp's group. We we ended up. So I was gone at a show. I was gone to another show. And uh, it was during the Weaver Cup, the last one we had. Mm-hmm. And uh, Roy wrestled. I can't remember. I think he wrestled uh, one of them. Okay. But they ended up jumping him after the match. And so mm-hmm. I came back. I, there's a promo on YouTube. I came back and I'm yelling. I was like, yo. Uh, I was yelling at them. I was like, oh, y'all think y'all's tough. Y'all want to jump somebody from behind. But guess what? I'm here. I won't be here next week. And mm-hmm. now, you know, and made the issue for the tag title challenge. And. We won the tag titles. That crowd went nuts. I couldn't believe wow. it. But then we pulled the wool over their eyes. And <laughs> oh, and, yeah, and of course. So Roy, Roy turned babyface. I stayed heel. And then, like, yeah. So it was like, oh, it's just this is one of those things. Sometimes you just, sometimes it was just easy enough to just walk out there. And that's uh-huh. how I did that action now. Like, I go out there, and they're already hating me, man. You don't have to do anything. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I have a, a ton more questions, but I'm uh, sensing from what I hear in the background, I hear some screaming as my kids, that my wife may divorce me. So, okay. you know, if I keep on, if I, so we may have to do a part two, if, hey, that's, if, if that's okay, because I still want to, I want to hear all about action and championships and that kind of stuff. Sure. But, so can, we'll do a part two, but before I let you go, can I ask you five like non-wrestling related yes or no sure. questions? Okay. Okay. Um, have you ever worn like a large glove um, where like you can snap your fingers and, ha- and destroy half of all the living creatures on Earth? Have you ever had something like that? I I wish. Okay. Good answer. Can you? Oh, if, you know what? You you'll be able to answer this one. Can you change a baby's diaper? Oh yes. Yeah. Easy. Okay. That one's easy. Yeah. All right. For one point eight million dollars. Would you forego your current, whatever your religion is right now, and replace it with the teachings of Satan? But like you would have to like attend like meetings and prayer ceremonies and like really throw yourself into it. Like maybe get like a light up pitchfork in, on your door, like in place of like a wreath or something. Everything and all that good stuff. Yeah, would you do it for one point eight? And you'd really have to sell it. You know, maybe your girlfriend and kids obviously know why yeah. you're doing it, but. No man, I I can't do it, man. I can't. That's do a it. tough one. 
Yeah, it's yeah. I, I, yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> do you believe this is number four? Just one more after this. Do you believe that Apollo Creed would have put a better fight on against Ivan Drago if he took the fight more seriously during training? Absolutely. Okay, good Absolutely. answer. Okay, and then your last question. Is there any circumstance, any circumstance that you could see yourself marrying a robot? Mm. Like she looked just like your girlfriend? Nah. Yeah. Okay. Because, okay. You know, like, you can't do that. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm looking to find that one person, though, who, who could see themselves marrying a robot. So, my, well, I mean, my. If, you know, just like you said, you think, you know, if you don't get out there, you think your wife's going to kill you. <laughs> yeah, totally. You know, it'd be good to have a machine, like, put her on, like, pause or on a Yeah. Like, I mean, it'd be nice to have. for now. Yeah, it'd be nice to always have a USB port next to you. But yeah, I understand what you're saying. Um, so, Eric, where are you going to be? Where are you wrestling next? And when are you defending the action belt again? So I will be this Saturday. I will be babyface. Matter of oh, time. nice. Yes. This Saturday at PWF, uh, okay. June 12th in Jacksonville, North Carolina. Me and uh, my partner, Starboy. Oh, nice. BK Westbrook. Uh, we are we're still trying to figure out a tag team name. I think we're gonna. You know, there's some out there. You know, he's Star Boy, and then I'm. You know, I'm the Ace guy. So we're both. I just call yeah. him out of this world because you know we, we both think we're in like high. Totally. So, but yeah, we have a tag team match coming up this Saturday, and then I will be at action on June 25th, taking on uh, the. The, the six foot eight Logan Creed. He's gonna try to uh, he's gonna try to take a shot. He's oh, got wow. to match against your ace guy. Uh, he's been on Twitter counting down the days like that's supposed to intimidate the ace guy or something. <laughs> yeah. But you know he'll step in the ring with me and then for the first time and then he'll finally realize why I say and then why the people should say the ace guy rules. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, thank you so much. I'll. I'll catch it on IWTV. That's I've been watching everything. Yeah. And um, you'll be able to find uh, PWF. You will be able to find that on IWTV as well. Awesome. Uh, the last match we had is on there. So you can go on there and look that up. The show is called uh, Masks Aren't Just for Luchadors. So oh, yeah, totally. And then, uh, yeah, Kobe Carino is on the show. So, yeah, you'll see a few familiar faces. Awesome. And then, uh, yeah, obviously... Action Wrestling, one of the most popular promotions on IWTV. Really so I is. guess that makes your ace guy one of the most popular champions on IWTV. Yeah, totally. You're so like... If you're out there on IWTV or any promotions on IWTV and you don't have the most, one of the most popular champions, then what are you doing, man? Yeah. I Go agree. Forward. I agree. All right. Thank you so much. I'd love to have you on again because I have like a zillion more questions. Um, but until then, I hope you take care and stay healthy, and I'll be in touch for sure. Yes, sir, man. You too, man. Thank you again, man. This was My fun. My pleasure. Awesome. Yes, take sir. care. Bye. Yeah.